Hi, I'm Matt, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Hi, Matt. Hi, Mike. (laughs) It's a good day. It is. We made it again. We made it again. Welcome. Welcome, listeners. Welcome. What should we talk about today? Well, I think uh, we're starting to get some emails in from some of our listeners that are tuning in. Uh, we've been reading through some of these, and well, we landed on one today that uh, we think would be a good one to tackle. Yes, it says, what is the importance of baptism and do I continue to sin even though I am baptized? Yeah, that's a that's a good question because good. there's a lot of um, different views on what baptism is, what it means, what kind of baptism counts. Uh, is it sprinkled or dunked? You know, what, what does baptism really mean and, and why is the importance of it so prevalent to my walk with Jesus? Right. And first Corinthians twelve thirteen says, for we were all baptized by one spirit. So as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. So that sounds like it's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there's also, a, in this case, a, they're asking specifically about water baptism. How, right. Why is that important? Why do we do that? Does water baptism save you? Oh, does water baptism save you? Ooh. And then are you good? Can you just get baptized in water? And and then I and then I'm, I'm and then you're got, forever forever yeah, free forever all saved. All the oxen free. You can yeah. do whatever you want. I, I I took the plunge, man. Yep, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions there, I think. Um, So where do we start? How do we start breaking that down? What is the importance of baptism, I guess? Jesus himself shows us that it's important because um, he goes to John as he's baptizing in the wilderness and has John baptize him and say, this has to be done. I have to do this. And so we know it's important. And if Jesus did it, we should do it too. Yeah. Right. He kind of gave us an example of how to do life. Did. It's the symbol, you know, it's the, it was being obedient to his calling. It was fulfilling the, the walk that he had to do in order to, um, start his ministry. It was the symbolism of, I am dead to myself and alive in God. The Holy spirit is now sealing me into this, uh, eternal, this eternal life that is promised to me through, through Jesus, through himself. It was, um, it was a beautiful, powerful thing that he shows us. And and we're told that we need to do all the same thing. Yeah. And I agree. And I think it, it's, you want to know, no, you're saved. And if it says in the Bible to go ahead and repent of your sins and be be baptized, then that's what you should do. Right. 
And, and again, it's a, and I think in 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 our at least our in our belief, it's a it's a confession publicly of your faith to others. Right. And it's a symbolic thing. Does it does it literally save you? Uh, no, the Jesus, Jesus's blood on the cross saved you and having a, being sealed with the Holy Spirit and baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's what saves you. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus saves and baptism is a step in the discipleship process. Right. It's a symbolic thing for him. sure. Yeah. It says, repent, be saved and then baptized. Uh, if you, if you read through all of the accounts, uh, in the Bible, you see that first, they confess Jesus that first they're saved first. They're even in times baptized in the Holy spirit first. Um, like when you, when you read about the account of Peter and the centurion, the one, or, uh, he sent his servants to go get Peter from Joppa, right? Correct. And, and Peter has the vision of the God making all things clean. And then he goes and preaches to this Gentile family and he starts preaching to him when he shows up. Um, and before he even gets done preaching, they're baptized in the Holy Spirit and they're speaking in tongues. And and he and Peter's just standing there, jaw dropped, I'm sure, just going, uh, well, I guess you get the same the same thing that I get as a Jew, and so who am I to say that you can't be saved? Well, they're saved. Yes, they are. And then they go and are baptized, that the the centurion and his entire household. And so salvation isn't dependent on being baptized, but the importance is, what do we say? Salvation isn't just a one-time choice or it's not a, a one-day thing. It's a lifetime journey. It is. It is. And so it's discipling yourself and others into the process of things that, that we've been told to do in order to deepen our relationship and our commitment and our foundation in Jesus, I believe. Right. And Colossians 2.12 kind of makes it uh, sound like it's a symbolic thing also. Uh, it says, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Right. So you're, you're going into the water as a sinner and coming out as, as someone who's clean and washed. And it's like that's Jesus in the tomb uh, and then coming out alive and being a new creation. Kind of like the, you know, Jesus says you must be born again, not of the flesh, but of the spirit. Correct. And it's that, yeah, it's a symbolism and a commitment in public because you need somebody at the very least to perform the baptism. I can't just cannonball into the pool and say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize me. You can't do that. <laughs> and so there's at least one other person that's, that's involved in this, and this is your commitment and and public statement that I have decided to follow Jesus. It's a right. good song. I have decided. Yes. I have decided no turning back, no, <laughs> no turning, turning back. back. Um, and I can, I, you know, it's, it's powerful in your life. There's something that happens when you commit to being baptized because you are all in for Jesus. Right. There is. And there's other verses here too. Acts eleven sixteen. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. John 1, 33. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Right. 
Yeah. And, you know, and I'd have to do some more research on this, but baptism wasn't necessarily unique to John. The, the performing of baptism, it was, it was another ritual that was done, uh, in, in this culture. And, and I could be wrong in the way I'm saying it and Jewish, uh, followers and those that know the, the, the whole way this worked, you can call me out on that. But the meaning of it changed with Jesus, the meaning of what it was doing. It was being baptized into the family of Christ. It was being baptized into a new life as opposed to having to live by the law. I now live by the new covenant in Jesus blood. Right. And Galatians three twenty seven. for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Yes. So that's a baptism of the Holy spirit. And it's also a symbolic thing and it's important that we do it. And the, when the Bible talks about, it's good for you to be baptized. It's good for you to be baptized. Yeah, it is. And then there might be some that say, well, what if, would do you necessarily need to baptize a baby or does a, does a, mm. why do we baptize babies? Why right. do some, some denominations baptize little babies? Does that right. save them? Well, you know, if we, if we say that baptism doesn't save you, then how can we say baptism saves babies? Right. Then why do we do it? So why do we do it? I think it's, it's a, or it's a belief that it? somebody has that, well, if baptism saves, then I need to baptize my baby, which really throws, if you think about what you're teaching your child, if you do that, well, you're safe. So you don't even have to worry about anything your whole life because I had you baptized. Right. There's no free will there. There's, there's no, no free will. There's no choice for the baby. The One, it could be complete rebellion. I don't want that. Right. Or a lack of desire to create a relationship with Christ because, well, if I'm already good, then why do I need to go after this? Right. I'm already saved because I got baptized as a baby. Yeah. So I can do what I want. Yeah, exactly. I do what I want. Yep. It doesn't work. And yeah. You won't find any examples of a baby being baptized in the Bible. No, there's there's examples of of committing my child to the Lord. There's examples of dedicating um my life to raising the child in the standards of of the law. Like there's a lot of those where they bring the firstborn to the temple and consecrate them for the Lord, but it wasn't baptism. Yeah. And, and it was a lot more intense than baptism in those days when you would see those examples. I mean, you commit your child to the Lord. Look at Samuel. What happened? He lived in the temple. He was part of the priest. He didn't even live at home. Right. He was raised by the rabbis into the Levitical way of life. And that, that was committing your child to the Lord. And, you know, baptism wasn't a part of that. And so I, I agree. I don't see any examples of baptizing babies in the Bible. Yeah, and there because there isn't any. Well, they don't have a, a, the ability to make a choice. I can't make a choice as a baby. All I know is I'm hungry and I'm tired and I'm cranky. That's all I know. So it's a false doctrine. When, I believe so. I believe so too. Because and boy, that's probably going to rankle maybe some some hackles on that statement. But how can you uh, say that the child is saved if they can't even make the choice other than to eat? Right, and it gets ingrained on you know those on those uh, denominations that teach that from an early age, and then you're saying something contrary to that, and so they take offense. Right, 
It's and one of those I'm things. I'm sorry, that, but that's too bad. You can't find any scripture uh, in the Bible that backs it up that a baby should be baptized or that does anything to save the baby. Right. Somehow that that baby is now redeemed because it was it was got wet. Right. Then and man, I guess that even goes to the type of baptism we could talk about. Is it sprinkled or dunked or you know what what do we, why is it important to do uh, one or the other? Why, why can't I just splash some water on my face and say I've been baptized or why can't, why do I have to get completely wet? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, just, I, it's an, it's a, it's a public act of faith. The baptism that, that Christ is talking about, he did it in public with other witnesses there. And when John baptized him, there were other people around and he was totally immersed in the water and he came out of it. And that was the baptism he's talking about. Symbolic baptism. Of burial and resurrection. Yes. The yeah. burial and resurrection is symbolic of that. And I believe the symbolism of it, there's there's more to it than just the physical act when we're doing it in in Christ. Because the spiritual steps in as well. You know, I've never seen the heavens opened and the spirit descend like it did with Jesus. Like he had like he had that experience and, and the Holy Spirit was there. Uh, but I do know that time and time again in my life as well, the act was, was special in a way that I can't explain. There was something that took place spiritually in my life that, that changed something that, that took me deeper into that commitment with, with Jesus. And, and I'm not saying it saved me. I'm not saying it was the, the, the act that, you know, brought salvation, but I do know that in that discipling of myself and, and with others, that that was necessary to grow my walk with Christ. Right. And I know that I have, I was baptized as a baby. I grew up in a, I grew up in a Lutheran church. That was the, the compromise my parents made between their two faiths when they got married. That's <laughs> fun. Neither, neither one of them were a Lutheran, but they said, well, you believe this and I believe this. We'll draw it down the middle and Lutheran's kind of where they went. <laughs> so that was there. And so, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, right. And so anyways, uh, but once again, being baptized doesn't save you. Then I would, after I became saved, I was baptized as a teenager at the pretty much like a Baptist church that I was going to. Yeah. And then, and then I recommitted myself to, to God several years ago and I was baptized as a grown man. Right. So, and that was, that was in the river and you had over local river here and you were, you were a part of that. So, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a good time. That was a special, special time. Yeah. So, that was neat. Yeah. So it's important and it's an act of faith and it's an act of public faith and you're of your faith. And, but does it save you? No, but it's it's a it's a good thing to do, and right. it's it's biblical, right? And I would even yeah, in it's not something that you have to do over and over and over again. But in the same sense, I believe I've been I was in the same boat. Uh, I didn't get baptized as a baby. I was you know AOG. Um, we didn't do that. But I was also I was baptized at a pretty young age. I I had wanted to do it so badly. Uh, I want to say I was only eight, nine, 10 years old. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I know I was very young and it was exciting for me. And it did mean a lot in that moment, but I hadn't really experienced a lot of life yet. Um, and, and I started to rebel against everything when I hit my teenage years. I, I rebelled against my parents. I rebelled against authority. I rebelled against God. 
and I completely did, you know, the, the walk of shame away from him and, and came, when I came back, I, I had the same moment. I recommitted my life to God. I recommitted to Jesus. And I said, I really want to do this again because I, I feel a desire to make public my declaration of faith, make public my commitment to Christ that I am now walking this, this life. And so I did it again in a, um, at my church in, in Wyoming. And it was a beautiful, powerful experience. Uh, I think more because I knew what I was doing. Right. And it was your own choice and you weren't a kid and you said, this is my, this is my commitment to my faith and everybody, and I have witnesses of this commitment to my faith. Yeah. And it meant something to you. It that meant, last baptism meant the most to you. I it bet. did. It did. And I've met and many guys too, yeah. that have done the same thing where they're like, I, I really kind of want to do it again, but is that wrong? I don't think that's wrong. No, I don't think it is. Either. I think, I think, you know, if you're feeling that desire, I believe that's, um, I believe that's a pull maybe from the Holy spirit that he's saying, Let's do this. Let's yeah, do this. And if it's on and, your heart, I totally encourage you to do it. Right. I and mean, again, and I would caution that it's not something that saves you and it's not something no. for the repentance of sins. And it's not like the Hail Mary or anything like that. It's not something I have to do every year. But if you have an experience that's similar to me or Matt, um, and you're feeling that desire, I want to do it again. I want to, I want to do, I want to start over. I want to, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything against that necessarily. You know, and I would kind of draw a parallel with it in some lesser regard to like when maybe a married couple renews their vows, mm. you know, say they, they recommit themselves to each other. Like, you know, say they've been married for 25 years, like, let's renew our vows. Right. And we're going to start our next 25 years together. Right. It's not that I'm getting like, remarried or right. it's not it's, that, it, that it's just, the last um, one my, didn't yeah, count. This is my public display to you of my commitment to you. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Especially with all the symbolism of, of being the bride of Christ that the Bible draws for believers and followers. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That does. I like that. Yeah. And so, but the importance is, is, is modeling Christ is how did he show us to do it? Why would I want to change how he showed us to do it to be something, uh, lesser than, or, um, adding to that, you know, I, I think in revelation, when it says, don't add anything to these words, that's what it means. Don't try and make it something that I haven't made it. Right. Don't corrupt the word of God. Yeah. And, and so Jesus showed us, he did it. I think that's exactly the example that we follow. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, I don't think the sprinkling works. I, yeah, I don't think, I think when they, when babies get baptized and those denominations that, that do that, I think that's more for the parents and they have some of this, uh, whatever, I guess, what would you call it? Uh, dedication. The, yeah. Almost. Or a, what's the word I'm looking for? Some like false sense of security, I guess for their, no, maybe, for yeah. their child say, Hey, well, Hey, look, I, I baptized my, my, my priest said it was okay for to do this and that, that saves them. So therefore we should do it. Right. And I don't want to take any chances because this and, is my kid. And a lot of times it can be complete, um, a, a misunderstanding of what you've been taught. Right. Like, I mean, if I don't know any better, if I'm listening to my spiritual leader, my, my priest or my father or my whatever, my pastor, whoever it is, if I'm listening to them and they're teaching me this and I, I don't necessarily dig into the truth of the Bible and, and be taught through, through what the scripture says, then, well, I could just be misinformed. 
and believing something that I'm being taught untruly. Yeah. And what do you say to the parents that, you know, aren't of the denomination and they had a, they had a young, a young child that died of SIDS or some other thing and they, and they weren't ever baptized. And they're told that their baby wasn't baptized. So therefore isn't going to heaven. Yeah. Try having that conversation. Right. Yeah. That, that, mm. my, my understanding is, is if you're not of an age and you know, children, babies, they have to be taught right and wrong. They don't know right and wrong from birth in it. And it's an age that hits at various times for various children at maturity levels. But I believe if you're not of a mind to be able to make the decision to follow Christ, I don't think he's going to punish you uh, if if you are taken from this life early. I don't believe those children who didn't reach an age of making the choice of saying, I will follow Jesus. I, I believe they're taken right up into his arms. Right. And I believe the same thing. And I think there is an age of accountability. That's a... Uh... You know, it doesn't really say it specifically in the Bible, but I think it's probably a sliding scale that God knows on each individual right. case. It's it's the maturity and the mindset of the individual of right. of when do you know? Because you know, it's and this is this is a scary verse that you can use because it'll, it can become a, a a relativism kind of verse. But to him who knows what is right and does not do it, to him it is sin. Oh. Well, then I have, and that gets into a whole nother topic of, I have to base my truth on Jesus. And so when I base my truth on Jesus and my relationship builds with him and, and what I know is right, if I'm not doing it, then I'm sinning. You've got to be careful, but that's how it is. If I don't know as a child, what is right and wrong. And it even says in the Bible that we have to reach the age of knowing how to choose right from wrong. Uh, if we don't have, if we're not of that age, I don't believe God is going to say, well, you never made, you didn't make it far enough. Right. And God's not a monster. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to condemn some little, little kid, little baby to hell. Right. Jesus shows how, how much the children were loved. He says the kingdom of heaven is made up of children such as these when he's talking about the, bringing the children to him and the innocence and the belief. And I think the faith that that children bring, uh, you know, I have the faith of a child. I believe I can fly. Yeah. I believe Jesus can do anything I believe. And I'm going to pray and, and there's, there's power in that. And so I believe a child, um, they're, they're, not necessarily saved from birth, but I believe the innocence is there until they have the, the knowledge of making a wrong choice. They know what the difference is between right and wrong. Right. And that's, that's not a specific age for any one child. That's like I said, a sliding scale. It has to be. Yeah. So, and that's again, that, that takes me back to why Jesus is so adamant that I am not the judge. Right. And I'm I glad am, I'm not the judge. I am so glad I'm not the judge. And my job is just to, as a father, raise my children in the ways of the Lord and, and hope that my, and, and that's not just preaching at them, which is one thing that I'm really good at, <laughs> but it's actually living a life by example that shows them the way Jesus shows me in the Bible. It's living a life by example that this is real, that this matters, that his, 
his presence and his um, his love and mercy and grace changes who I am and and brings me into that uh, that abundant life that he promises me. Right. So, and just to wrap up, the the baptism itself is a symbolic thing, and it's good that you do it. It's a testimony of your faith. And if it's symbolic of your, you be dying to the world and being made anew with Christ. Amen. Preach. So it's very important. I believe it's a, it's a necessary part of the walk of discipleship in, in Jesus. Right. Save and be saved and be, be bap- saved and, and be baptized. Yeah. Baptized. Absolutely. Be saved and then baptized. Be saved and then be baptized. Yep. Remember we say Romans 10, nine is, is the first step of salvation. That's correct. Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. And, and that's what will be, that's what saves you. Jesus, his blood, his atonement for our sins. Well, I think that answers my questions. I hope it answered uh listener the, the I hope that answered your question. Um, feel free to continue to write in. All of you who are listening, we do read your emails. We do value your questions and your comments. And that was a really good question, and we appreciate that. Yes. And I guess that's pretty much it for today. I think that's pretty much it for today. Well, Matt, thanks for being here and for doing this with me. You too, man. Love you. Love you. Love you, listeners. God bless. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word, to find out what it says, and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at mikematrealthings at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.